0: Welcome back to the Pixels and Ink podcast. We have been gone for almost a year now, but we're back in the time yeah. of COVID. And I'm joined with uh, a new group of characters. I think Alex is uh, a returning guest, but we have uh, some new people. I think Joe was on before, too.
1: <laughs> I've been on a couple times before. Okay.
0: But let's let's introduce everyone. We have uh, Joe DeClara.
1: Hi.
0: We have Alex. I can never say your last name, so I'm it not going to try. Last name. Perfect. Hi, everyone.
1: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: And we have Lindsay. She's new. Hello. Hello. Um, so let's get, we are all stuck inside due to social distancing and a massive virus that's ripping through all of society. So we thought it was a good idea to kind of join you via podcast to talk about what you could be doing while well stuck inside. Other than listening to this podcast, of course, because you should be doing it. Well, that. I mean... Of course, Pi- you have-
1: other than podcasting, podcasting in the time of COVID nineteen.
0: Exactly. I mean, I mean, you could listen to this podcast perpetually, yeah. but the tenth or so listen, you might want to try something else. So, in that case, we're going to talk about numerous different things you can try, and we're going to start with video games. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I know, crazy. They're going to start with video games. But let's start right. on that front, Joe.
1: as everyone probably did. Probably the first move everyone made was like, "All right, well, it's time to." Kill that backlog we keep complaining no, no. about for no, 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 years. Joe, Joe. everyone <laughs> yeah.
0: watched Tiger King, then they did it. Oh,
1: uh, right, right. Everyone. Tiger King was a big one. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a that's a thing. I don't. That makes me so angry. But anyway, that's not. <laughs> Welcome to the Tiger King Spod- podcast, <laughs> podcast, sponsored by CG Magazine. Ah, uh, let's never do that okay. in my life ever. Is it funny how
1: quickly, like Tiger King, seemed like a cool thing when I saw the promo for it, but but how quickly it becomes a fad and then in becomes viral and everyone's posting about, it and then becomes the thing of everyone's vitriol because they just hate hearing about it. So they're too cool (laughs) for it now. It evolved so quickly.
0: I think. I think it's more people are really upset about how they were treating the tigers, and the more they see, they're like, "Oh, wow, those tigers!" Oh,
1: I have no idea what it's about. I just know that people are shitposting about it constantly, and I and I resent it just for that. I have no idea what the thing is on, except tigers and handlers of tigers and apparently they're not so great at it that's all it's i know about
0: private zoos and the crazy people that run them great yeah,
1: yeah no
0: a lot of florida in there
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah okay joe do you have video games you should play
1: oh man i played tabletop simulators so yeah you did uh, an article my, with that i hear i did i did write an article for this little site called cg magazine it was fantastic oh wow uh, how do you it, get to
0: cg magazine
1: so great. You go to cgmagonline.com. Here's what it says. It says tabletop simulators, fantastic. So yeah, I played with some of my friends. Uh I have a very frequent uh group that I hang out with mm-hmm. online. Uh a couple of them are like high school friends, a couple of them online. And we just are regularly in our Discord uh playing various games or catching up. Uh that is a regular pastime for a lot of people. But oh, yeah, very much even so. if it's But even if it's not, like this is a great game for anyone who's uh, caught uh, at home, working from home, and just want to reconnect with some friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a simulator for all tabletop games. Every tabletop game? It can be. So it's very open forum. There's a lot of mod support and basically all the board games you would want to play i.e. modern games like settlers of Catan or secret hitler or resistance uh scythe anything that you can come to mind uh mm-hmm. it there's probably a mod that someone built for it that's crazy and the game is built and it's it is yeah when you look at the actual catalog of games yes that's what you say it's crazy and uh it's what was great was we were able to Download it. I think it was. it's on for $20. There might be a sale at some point. There's always and sales. It's,
0: it's on Steam. There's literally always sales.
1: Yeah, hopefully. So if you get it and you load into it, you can immediately find probably a good build of the board game you want. Okay. And what's great about the game is it's very... There's a lot of physics involved. Like It's not just, oh, it's a computerized simulation of the game, so you have to click on everything. It's very much just it simulates these cards with these PDFs printed on them so you can play the game and you just kind of play by the rules in this physical simulated room that you have. So if you're just playing poker, you just have a deck of cards and stacks of chips and Mm. it's up to you to regulate those rules and have a dealer. Uh, But there's just so many systems in... um, There's so many objects and items that you can summon and settings that you can change in the game that it makes it really feel like it's one a one-to-one simulation of whatever board game you're playing and to a like a room that you're in like a lot of the game what was fun about it was it was physical so i could just grab a bunch of chips from the pot like let's for one instance i didn't like how a hand transpired at some point And so I just grabbed my chips back and there was uh, (laughs) there was arguing that ensued and it's fun like that because it's physical. It's very much like you're in this little simulated room. So that was what I liked about the most, like in a time where I can where I'm stuck at home and not able to interact with my friends or even be within social distance. I uh, was able to kind of feel like I was in a room with my friends while also like putting them up on a Discord video chat or a a Zoom video chat, and we could all see each other. So I highly recommend this for uh, times like these.
0: That's on PC only right now, right? Yeah.
1: PC only. Uh, Mac is also available, Mac Steam, but uh, it's also a 32-bit game, so Catalina doesn't work. Oh, weird, uh, okay. PC is the the recommended one? It it has VR
2: support, right? So if you had a VR console, you'd actually be like in the game kind of thing, or am I thinking of something else?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I've seen it. I've not played it at all. But it looks like, yeah, you can grab the dice and everything. Some builds, right. like these are all mods, so probably not all builds are equal uh, when it comes to VR support uh, and or just generally how they interact with VR. But yeah, that's uh, that's def- that is a feature you can play in VR and it has all that physicality like I talked about. But uh, I could not speak to that. I just know it was cool, just playing with mouse and keyboard. Uh, really cool. It was fun by itself, just like that.
0: That's real neat.
3: I have an important question. Ask for away. You. Yeah. Um, so not uh, the one you're talking about, but I was on Tabletopia, Tabletopia, the other day, okay. and I was like, check what everyone else is playing, and like the entire Earth was playing Secret Hitler, <laughs> and I need to know what Secret Hitler is. Oh my and why god! Everyone's playing it.
1: Uh, does anyone else know Secret yeah, Hillary? I do. Know I, Hitler, I know Hitler. Hitler.
0: Yeah, I know what Secret Hiller, is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. What have
3: I been missing
1: here? Yeah, did, you, is,
0: you ever, did you ever play Cards Against Humanity? Yes. Okay, this is the Mafia game built by Cards Against Humanity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh. Mafia is a game I've heard. It compared to if you've played the Resistance, which is uh, it's just yeah, same basic it's the concept. Res- predecessor to coup which is another really great game secret is my favorite board game right now it's it's very casual like oh. it's not like your scythe or your lords of water deep type deep stuff uh but it's great uh basically you play it's an asymmetrical game where not everyone knows what your role is so it's a lot of bluffing it's a lot of okay. uh deceiving people like basically, there's two teams there's liberals and there's the fascists, and there's usually an outnumbered amount of fascists. Mm-hmm. There's a preponderance of liberals to fascists, and the fascists know who each other are, but the liberals don't know who the fascists are. And you're just lying your way through trying to get things, uh, trying to the fascists trying to win versus liberals trying to win. And it is, uh, I would not recommend it for any groups of friends with tenuous uh, connections like there there yeah. a lot of real <laughs> serious uh, like clandestine tactics will ensue for sure in the game it's but it's my favorite game for sure
3: wow okay cool i was just i was very intrigued as to what all the hype was about so thank you for that
1: the hype is about lying to your friends without yep. any consequences that that's, that's for sure that's it Classic. and it is cool art i guess
3: <laughs> I, I thought it was
0: vivid
1: <laughs> yeah it's a little more sinister than fibbage, but yes, fibbage <laughs> is a good one too. Uh,
2: Alex, do uh, you yeah, have I a game. actually kind of just mentioned. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Jackbox Party Pack because it's kind of the perfect Soldier. party game. There's there's so many of them, but only one person mm. even in your party needs to own the game. So in terms of accessibility, mm. you can get one for like ten bucks, that then everyone can play and hop on a call. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just it's a lot of dumb fun doing like Pictionary stuff and doing the fibbages, as they say. <laughs> um, yeah, Jackbox is great. It's cheap. It's available on literally everything, too. There's, you Get it on your phone, get it on Steam, yes. get it on the Switch, get it on Xbox, get it on PlayStation, get it on your OUYA. It's, it's I don't a, know.
0: Was that on OUYA?
2: Probably. A okay. I think it could be on OUYA. You if you... i made it wow. with 2A.
0: Well, I mean, it, I think it's an ad, there's an Android version, so probably yeah. there's an OUYA version. So I, don't, I if, don't know. If, sure. if anybody
2: what listening matters. to this has an OUYA, uh, please let us know. Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> Just let us know. This is
1: becoming a very exclusionary yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Three people. Three people could yeah. yeah, Jackbox
2: is good. And then I bought um an actual, I guess, board game. I bought Star Wars Legion, which is a tabletop Star Wars game. So um, I've never played a tabletop okay. game ever. I've never done Warhammer, never done a Dungeons & Dragons kind of thing like that. And the first thing is there are so many rules in this damn thing. It's like they gave me an instruction book <laughs> that has like 30 pages. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. And then they're like, oh, this is like a quarter of the real one. The real one's online. You can go check it out and uh the real joy for me is just kind of painting the figures now because i'm like I've, I've never done it before but it's like oh you know i'm inside i have paint i can uh i can do this yeah i feel like That's an old, old person doing their star wars paintings okay. in the in the quarantine so it's it's a lot cool. yeah it's 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 a nice break from video games and stuff because i feel like uh video games are great but you play too much you might get a headache or stuff so sometimes you do need that break and um yeah, if you have, right. like, another person mm-hmm. in your house and a lot of time to learn rules, then Star Wars Legion is a cool one to uh, check out. Yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly. Lots of fun. You can just paint things. You don't have to buy the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just open a, to a lot around of... Around your house. Yeah, open to a lot of vocations. Yeah. Yeah, you can just paint. Yeah, you don't have to play any games. Just go paint <laughs> stuff for a while. You're inside. I mean, to be fair, why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I'd be True. doing. Uh, I'm playing... I'm currently playing uh, Doom Eternal because... I don't know. It feels good to blow up demons when I'm stuck inside. Yeah, when you can't do them in <laughs> real life,
2: you know, for a while, you have a bit of a break. Well,
0: you know, my my usual demon slaying has been lo- kind of locked down, so I wanted to kind of, I wanted to get that emotion of demon slaying out and Doom Eternal, uh, yeah. scratch that Yeah. Image, you know?
2: So, I mean, I'm guessing you've played the 2016 Doom. How does it compare to it?
0: Yep. Um, it's more kinetic. The first Doom was very. It was a standard shooter with some good uh, speed to it. They've ramped that up in this one. It's very fast. It's really kind of based on you need to get, you need to kill the guy with the weird chainsaw Mm -hmm. so you can get the ammo. So you can then do the weird jump to kill the big spider guy. Then then you can go into a slide and do the next guy. It it, it really is that kinetic energy that you need to kind of master. If you want to play anything beyond easy, because it is so fast, so kinetic, so constant. That there's very little downtime unless the developers mm. wanted there to be downtime. There's no,
3: mm.
0: it really keeps it moving and it really keeps things interesting. That being said, I liked okay. 2016 better, and I don't know why. Like I feel that they've done everything better in this game, but I still prefer 2016. Were you a over the a in 2016? I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> the case. Maybe I was just generally happier, and demon slaying didn't need. I wanted demon right. slaying to be simple. And it worked. Now in 29, 2020. <laughs> wow! Uh, I want
1: yeah less existential crisis happening yeah, in twenty sixteen.
0: Exactly. Now it's just it, I want more. I don't know what to say. I want I want mm-hmm. a killing piracies <laughs> in the game, and I'm not. So I'm confused, and <laughs> scared. Good. Uh, but no, it, it's it's really good. It offers keeping up the nonsense, and I appreciate them for that because sometimes you don't want to think. And the Doom Slayer does not do anything beyond Slash. he's, he's consistent and. Right. He is very
2: existent.
1: uh, I'm surprised you said that it's like it's more kinetic, like that's the big differentiator because that's the first thing I think of of Doomstick 2016 is like when in the world of cover shooters and uh weird like RPG shooters where pacing is kind of strange and like locking you down and you're trained to more reserve and pop out and shoot in the head and stuff. This Doomstick 2016 was totally the opposite. It was keep that energy flowing, keep that yeah. momentum going and it incentivized that.
0: It yeah, so, very much did, yeah. This one this one, they've really pushed that up, where every kill you need to make sure is done properly using as much flare as possible so you have ammo to take the next kill out because ammo's in a short supply and beyond that, every like resource you have available, you get from killing other enemies. Well, you get it around mm. the world too, but if you just went around the world to get it, you would never have enough. So you need to kind of constantly keep slashing that guy to a, a cool gore kill, then running into a chainsaw kill for the next guy, then taking the guy with a stylish rocket launcher. You need to keep that going just to keep your weapons on weapons maxed out as much as possible so when the big boss comes, you have ammo for it. So it really is constant. There's no downtime. Mm. There's no... You miss a good gore kill, you might it not have like ammo for It sounds a more stressful,
2: methodical version of- of, of, of the 2016 Doom. At least, I yeah, guess, it sounds exhausting. To get into, but I guess w- w- once you're there, it becomes second nature and you're just in your Zen space. Yep. Of
0: Well, I mean, like they described it as kind of like Super Mario where you're constantly just using, getting power-ups, using that power-up and constantly just kind of keeping things forward. Mm-hmm. And it, I could see that. it It is a it is shooter Super Mario and it, it definitely does have oh, that cool. vibe to it.
1: Yeah. In, yeah. in like a lot of the promos, it looked like there was a lot of, I tried to avoid as much like actual Spoiler gameplay, like... There's no consent, spoilers, so I'm just no thinking cares. of the promos. No, I mean like, no, no, I more mean more, you know, the experience. But mm. I only watched a couple of promos, but it looked okay. like you are in the air a whole lot. Yeah, you're jumping around a lot.
0: You like jumping yeah. on things in this game. You like jumping in the air. You like taking people out from the air. You like going up weird ladders.
1: That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Anytime a, a shooter can foe its way into platforming, it's a uh, it's, it's good thing for me.
0: I mean... Good when it works. There's a lot of sure. shooters that try platforming and it really doesn't work. Yeah. But we also want to talk about things beyond games. Um, and Lindsay's here for that.
3: <laughs> hey, hi. <laughs> Ooh,
0: <laughs>
3: I remain here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got a few things for you guys. Awesome. I was going uh, through my watch list and read list trying to think of great movies and comics to recommend to you kids. And I'll tell you, it is painfully obvious to me how much like apocalypse porn I apparently really like that's true. because yeah at first I was like okay I just want this to be a general these are things people will enjoy and I was like oh no that's about the apocalypse that's also about the apocalypse that's definitely about the apocalypse so uh, I try my best to filter that um so starting with comics and I know that obviously most of you guys are pretty into comics but I thought it would be fun to talk about comics that you can read without any other comics knowledge because i know a lot of people get really overwhelmed opening up like a new 52 dc comic and trying to figure out where that fits in canon and what they need to know and it can be really overwhelming for a new comic book reader so that in mind, um, I was thinking of some of my favorite uh mini series things like that, so I want to start first of all, Bloodshot. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing that one up is there is a pretty specific short canon that you can check out, and I think that'd be really fun because, as we know, the movie just came and out and it's already on VOD, it's already on VOD. Sorry, Vin Diesel, it's already on VOD because, again, I mean, yeah, the apocalypse,
0: all his nerd,
3: <laughs> um, all his
0: not nerd, non Fast and the Furious movies. Tank Riddick, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, and you know yeah, what? Yeah, that's great. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, my review is up yep. on CG Mag, but uh, I didn't hate it. I thought the movie was actually really fun, um, so I think it's just like a good one to read, and then you can watch the movie because it's on VOD. That, that's so that should take up what's a few that? Hours. That's
0: image. Who did that one?
3: Yeah, so it's image, and there's, um, oh gosh, my notes are illegible, but um, there's the really short original run. Okay. Which is pretty much all the information that you need in advance of the movie. You don't need to, to dive all the way in. So that's what's kind of nice about it. Um, the next one I want to recommend, and I probably talk about this too much, is Batman Last Night on Earth. So, it's a really short kind of horror sci fi y um, Batman miniseries by Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder, who are my favorites. Um, It's only three issues. They're all already out. So, there's a little trade available. So, you can either see that on the Read DC uh, membership or Comixology, or you can order it from your local shop if they are still doing uh, curbside pickup or any mailing. Uh, It's great. It's really fun. It's really weird. It is apocalyptic. Sorry, guys. But I think that's allowed. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's spooky, the, like, pitch of it, or not necessarily the pitch, but, like, the little teaser back when it was in the making was Scott Snyder was talking about how uh, the very first page is essentially Bruce Wayne wakes up in Arkham Asylum, and he's like, oh, no, how did I get here? I gotta get out, uh, you know, the world needs me, I'm Batman, and someone at Arkham is just like, uh, what do you mean, Bruce, you've been here since you've that's, well,
0: that's, that's, yes. that's an interesting catch right there.
3: I know. So it's really fun. And like I said, it's short. You don't have to have a ton of previous Batman knowledge and know everything about all the characters. I mean, to be fair, who
0: doesn't at this point of age?
3: I mean, like we all know about the pearls in the alley. We all know Batman is a sad boy whose parents died. Um, But I know it's very tragic, but um, yeah, you know, you don't need to like know all the like every element of Sandman's mythology Mm. to, to dive into it. So I think that's what's really fun about it. Um, Another short Batman comic I think people should check out is Mad Love. So Mad Love is a really quick uh, short story about Harley Quinn and Joker. So for those who don't know, Harley Quinn was created as a love interest or a partner for Joker for Batman, the animated series. She's actually uh, born in a cartoon, not a comic book. And so now that everybody's having a lot of fun with Birds of Prey, which is is also on VOD um, now, I think. (laughs) Also in VOD, $5 more to buy it than it is to rent it. Just buy it at that point. Worth every penny. Oh, damn. I know, because I already watched it four times. So, yeah, I really am (laughs) getting my money's worth on this purchase. But uh, her creators, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, basically made a short comic book called Mad Love that's essentially a comic book version uh, after the show that kind of talks about her transformation, which I think is really fun and could be really cool to get a little bit of background knowledge on old HQ before you dive into Birds of Prey. Um, Another one I never stopped talking so about, Afterlife good. with Archie. Oh Again, I'm sorry, it's <laughs> apocalyptic. <laughs> it's so good. I read it, I don't know, when it first came out, I kind of picked it up by accident and became obsessed with it. I've read it through three times. It's short. It kind of sucks that it's short because with the success of Riverdale, um, the uh, creator has been very busy making Riverdale instead of making more comics. So, so what, it's what, what's stalled,
2: the elevator uh, it's, it's good. It's so good.
3: Uh, so oh oh. My God. <laughs> where does one begin? um yeah so afterlife with archie it actually started as a joke from a variant uh cover okay. so there's a comic book that came out called life with archie and as a variant cover they made an afterlife with archie where it was essentially archie but okay. zombies and people really loved it So they were like oh we should make this a book so the quick of it is essentially jughead is bitten by his reanimated dog mm-hmm. hot dog as you do. and uh as one does sabrina who is visiting uh, riverdale and feels bad for her poor juggy um, resurrects um, hot dog for Our, him is, and as a result he's a little zombified a la pet cemetery so
0: is sabrina dating Jughead? they're just she's friends. friends yeah she's she's, okay. not, she's a nice she's witch just really
3: likes okay. him we're yeah. just friends okay. yeah she's really okay. nice and i mean I, I wouldn't her judge yeah. for her buddy I... juggy yeah you know Um, so, yeah, so Hot Dog comes back, he's a little Pet cemetery like he, uh, bites Jughead, and Jughead becomes a zombie, and as a result, there's a little bit of an apocalypse through Riverdale. As one does. Um, yeah, what I really like about it is it isn't just, you know, your average Archie, um, but zombies, it essentially uses the dark story of a zombie apocalypse to give us... Um, deeper versions of the tropes that you're used to from oh, Archie. Right. So instead of it being pretty harmless that Archie is dating two girls who are best friends, you really start to see the types of consequences like of something like that. Um, you know, Reggie is a spoiled rich kid who's never suffered consequences before. And what might that guy really be like in real life? Oh, wow. So they actually explore a lot of deeper themes and tropes, uh, deeper themes associated with mm. the tropes and the uh, archetypes yeah. of the Archie I mean, characters. It's, so it's
2: fantastic. Did. And I think it came out back in like 2016 or 2015. It's it's been a while, really? and I, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. My favorite book, all that Robert Guerardacasa, great writing. Francisco Francovia, I think, is the artist. Great, you know, great art. And then he's like yeah. Riverdale's big. We're leaving, and it's a uh, well. It's it's, it's interesting because it was, it was sort of the, <laughs> one of the first times that Archie sort of went this mature, and I think that it sort of set the stage for yeah. Riverdale in a lot of ways. Um,
0: I mean, there were like absolutely. a lot of yeah, lot yeah. Of I, I mean,
2: he he, he met the Punisher in like the eighties, but that was a bit tame.
0: Didn't, didn't he fight Predator Archie versus Predator I mean, yeah, Ar- you
2: know, yeah. He did. they've sort of opened yeah. the floodgates there's Archie versus Sharknado so if you're into the crossover stuff I mean, that's good but I why think not? At-
3: Archie yeah. meets Batman yeah that's a fun one Sixty seven
2: Afterlife is probably for for my money the um, best one it's it, it doesn't feel gimmicky it feels like it's 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 telling a compelling story in this post apocalyptic world and then using the Archie characters and fleshing them out. Uh unfortunately we're not only on issue 11 the story's not done even close to being done it seems like and he hasn't had really? an issue in like 3 years so
3: Yeah. So there's like pre-orders for Betty RIP which is the second trade. Oh, okay um that people pre-ordered in like 2017 that have not yet. Yeah, I
2: keep refreshing uh, Amazon deliver like, oh, because
3: it oh, is not oh. yet oh. written. <laughs> yeah so a lot of people pre-ordered it a few years ago and still don't have it but don't let that stop you from reading the first one just don't order um yeah the sequel okay. yet because you probably won't get it for a while so everyone stop <laughs> watching riverdale stop
0: that is literally never it. gonna happen it...
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah so that it fails completely and then they all have to go back to uh finishing i feel like project. you were very hopeful reading. in
0: that one that is something that's probably never <laughs> yeah. gonna happen
3: yeah but... i think that's gonna yeah. be fine um Okay, the last one, and I'm so curious what uh, my fun colleagues are going to think of this one. So this is a recommendation for more of you comics fans who, like, you know, you've read some Batman, you've read few, you know, through a few things, and you're looking for something really long. Um, the Grant Morrison Batman run is the most berserk, exhausting <laughs> mess of a comic run you will ever read. And if there's ever been a time to blow through three issues of Batman versus a Macho Man, it's now. That's weird. So, okay, sure. um, Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little tough. It's slow to start. There's definitely the first few books I was like, whoo, I'm not going to finish this. But I, uh, so it's got a very complex reading order. Um, if anyone needs it, I will, Ooh. I'll tweet out a link to the reading order. Um, so it's got a pretty complicated reading order. And I essentially had all of the books in my, uh like shopping cart and then there was like a flash sale of like 40% off everything where I was buying my stuff from so I just bought them all at once I was like oh this is a perfect solution to to this problem and then I got them all and I had this like mountain of comic books and I was reading the first one like first book second book third book and they were so bad and unreadable that I was like oh my god I have like (laughs) 20 more books to read (laughs) in this terrible comic series that i don't want to finish but then it really comes up <laughs> after like the second or third book so if you've ever been like oh i read the first three pages and literally the theme is that batman has to become more of a man yeah um, yeah okay. for the first he does okay.
2: success spoiler sorry yeah
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't want it. yeah i don't want to spoil it for you so he's like i must become the manliest man of all time <laughs> to beat Mr. direct man.
2: quote uh, uh issue three.
0: three wow yeah
3: so you're laughing you think I'm joking I'm not and so um yeah so it's a little bit exhausting to get through but then it really takes you on this like really cool adventure there's a really cool Thomas Wayne side story um there's some really cool like Batman through history there's some cool almost time travel very like heady galaxy brain nonsense um that i ultimately am really really glad i read and think it's really fun but it's not something that you can like read yeah for sure you know while you're super you need to like you you need to read it and
2: then you like read one trade think about it for two days and be like okay i need to read it again because i didn't understand any of that (laughs) but it's really good and the the crazy thing about grant morrison's batman run is batman comics have been coming out since like 1939 i think his thing and his whole thing was like okay i'm gonna be on batman and what I'm going to do is, I'm going to say that everything that has ever happened to Batman is canon. And sort of looking at the emotional and psychological toll that it would take on a person if they went through these things. Because, like, in, yeah. in the 50s and 60s, he's like meeting aliens, going to different dimensions. And, like, he's got a dog. Like, yeah. I guess that's not as exciting as going to different dimensions. But just sort of looking. A dog. It, it, yeah. It, but just sort of good, looking good at, dog. like, you know, 80 years of a character and making it one, as if it's one story and sort of like taking him apart based on that, it's it's really cool uh, from a storytelling sp- standpoint.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's very fun and totally worth the read. So if you've ever been considering reading it, now is your time. And I will send you all the reading order, because it is one oh, of the least bad. obvious reading orders <laughs> in the history of comics, which I think says a lot. Because reading orders are pretty confusing generally, which, again, is something really intimidating for like a new mm. comic reader. And this one. Part of me thinks that it's part oh of his like
2: master plan because um, Grant Morrison just like does confusing stuff and he's just like, well, well make the reading <laughs> order impossible to read too. So like, if you really want to get here, you have to earn it. <laughs> yeah. And uh,
3: Right, like every so often I'm like, why do I have one issue of Batman Incorporated? I don't know. And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was somewhere in the middle of the Batman. <laughs> so Yeah. Like, oh right. That's sure it. all makes sense, but that you kind of have to work for it to make it sense. It quite is.
2: Yeah. But it's it's oh, good. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> In summary,
3: (laughs) good. I'm I'm glad to hear that you think it's good too. It's an adventure. It's an an odyssey for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Do we want to wrap up with any movies that any any of you have seen that might be worth watching on this? um, Um, Stuck inside. I'm just sort of on the world. It's
2: not a movie, but it's a um, Netflix extension um, that allows you to watch it with your friends at the same sort of timestamp. So one of you person runs the lobby kind of thing. It's up to like. 40 people now but i've only ever tried it with about around eight um but you pick you pick a movie on netflix okay. you do some copying and pasting you go to the links and then it um it allows you to all watch a movie at the same time And there's a chat window and everything so you can um all watch movies sort of together with your friends which is which is cool uh it's it finicky well? the, the first night i did it i never got in but my seven other friends did so i was just like they're like press play on your netflix <laughs> at this time and i was like okay and they're like ah, ha, ha, look, look at these great chat icons i'm sailor moon and i'm like i'm sad so um but the second time it, it worked well um i'm
0: I'm
2: I'm gonna look for right. the name of that while uh you talk about other movies
0: i think it's netflix with
3: friends is that
2: right? netflix party
3: isn't it netflix, netflix
2: party I think?
0: Netflix. sure that sounds right yeah. That sounds like a thing.
3: Yeah, I couldn't get it to work either. So we ended up just doing like a countdown yeah. and then all watching it uh, oh, okay. on a video It's a saying. good
2: idea. Um, but yeah, and yeah. again
3: it was it worked. Um and we did that for birds of prey, which was really fun because of course we all were dancing at all of the best. <laughs> dance moments but it was just like this horrible we were like all like a few seconds <laughs> off of each other it was great yeah, yeah. Um, That's and netflix party is completely
2: free so it, it is finicky yeah. it takes time to get used to or to work yeah. and it might not work but it is free and it's they are putting more time into it now because they're like oh my gosh this is like everybody wants to do this now yeah People so it's, 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 it's a good resource to try out
0: yeah awesome for sure lindsay do you have any movies to just that they can watch on netflix party
3: Yeah, uh, I got a few here. So I guess for Netflix specifically, um, tough. Netflix party specifically. Um, a movie I talk about a lot is Cam, but I don't know if I've talked about it to Mm, this audience. Um oh, well. Now I get to pretend (laughs) like I'm saying something brand new. Um so Cam Cam is a really excellent movie. Um it is uh it was a, a kind of a festival darling that came my way that I've become obsessed with. It's now on Netflix. It's pretty short it's a scary movie um a a cam girl Hmm. it's scary can you believe it i love scary movies um so it's about a cam girl and it's written by a former cam girl it Um, actually is i did not know that it is and she's super cool her book just came out uh which i think is called cam girl uh, her memoir she is a very very cool gal and so she wrote this movie cam it stars um madeline brewer And it's essentially uh, a spooky movie where a popular cam girl finds out uh, she notices that there's videos being made by someone that looks exactly like her, but is not her. And she's trying to get to the bottom of it. And it's pretty excellent. And I really recommend it. It's spooky. It's fun. It's a really interesting uh, breakdown of something like sex work from a very different angle um, than we've seen before. Um, A lot of sex workers are usually, you know boring victims or or kind of in the background and it's a pretty cool uh, story about one um another one on netflix is xx it is a well, uh, is a short film oh it's so good i like didn't hear that it was good and then i ended up watching it kind of like whatever and it's great it's i believe four short <laughs> films um by all female creators um and it's really fun and really surprising they're also scary crazy um,
0: scary a
3: few, movies, yeah yeah, I've got a few on Shutter. Another one for Netflix, just because we were talking about Grant Morrison. Um, there's a show called Happy that I feel like was made just for me because no one else <laughs> on watches sci-fi. it but me. Well. <laughs> um, but Grant Morrison, <laughs> yeah, it was on Sci Fi and now it's on Netflix a little bit later. Uh, so the second season uh, is now on Netflix, which is great. Um, it's really silly. It stars Christopher Maloney as this uh, like brooding ex cop. And um, his imaginary friend who is voiced by, or his daughter's imaginary friend, who's now his, voiced by Patton Oswald. And it's really silly. Um, there's a lot of stuff in it, again, that's kind of hard to get through. And it's very Grant Morrisony. y Like, oof, I won't go into it. But uh, it's super Grant Morrisony and really silly. But it is fun. And it's two seasons of television. Uh, so that's something to watch. And uh, in the second season, there is a weird uh, leader who's obsessed with making Easter great. Which I just feel like is a little bit too on the nose currently uh, so that might be a little fun yeah, for you guys yeah so there you go those are some netflix recommendations oh so, uh, no just
2: just thing? just trying to watch well I, I i guess i watched um just rewatching watching some simon pegg movies i don't know why in the mood I mean, that's yeah watch that's, some that's hot that's fuzz fair. yeah hot fuzz okay hot fantastic film it's 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 a lovely homage <laughs> to um action really movies also a bit of um slasher and and, and a bit of those um more more drama e-films and uh, And then I watched Shaun of the Dead, yeah. and that's you know it's a, it's it's an apocalypse thing, and I was like oh this this is not fun to watch right now it's not i don't know I mean it kind it was is. but it also I wasn't know, as funny is. as um, hot fuzz, so I was like, uh yeah really
3: uh, really? uh wait, you that don't is think my uh, I'm sticking to that
2: that's my hot statement hot if if you're listening to this podcast that's what you're taking that's away from a me because I mean... hot fuzz fantastic film Whoa. Shaun of the Dead, seven out of ten
0: really huh. I, that's that's a strong statement that, there that's that's um, why people come
2: to this podcast for strong statements this podcast that hasn't that's had an fair. episode in a year that's why they've come back <laughs> for <laughs> that for that strong uh, yeah yeah oh and uh, just last thing i guess on the comics front um this week they're doing a batman the animated series continues comic it's the first issue so it's oh, the really? it's paul dini yeah. the writer and they're getting ty templeton who's, who did the original comic series based on the thing so um yeah, yeah. that's cool stuff it's it's launching probably after this episode's already up but around this time so once you hear this it's going to be available you can get it on comiXology on your dc app um, if your comic book store does delivery or curbside that too so if you, if you want to start something that's not done yet
3: i don't think I don't think they're... Physically. It, oh, right. Yeah, they're uh, not printing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. paper? Yeah. They're not printing yeah, at Yeah, I think it's, like, part of their, like, re-DCE yeah. promo is kind of like, we're doing a new Batman the Animated Yeah, at, at least
2: for now, because oh, yeah. yeah. DC and Marvel are looking for ways to get... Because the, the issue is that people where... The, the places where they get their printing done aren't printing right now, so they can't exactly get it out. But also comic ah. book sh- stores, a lot of them are closed. Some of them are open, but...
0: So why put... Why dump yeah, comics Yeah, but then there's a whole issue
2: that you know comic store owners are sort of floating barely above water anyway kind of thing or so yeah they're not doing great the, the fear is that okay people are going to go to digital now and it's just going to completely like co- like physical comic book shops aren't going to get out of it so there's a, a lot of interesting stuff going on behind the scenes right now in the comic industry in that sense but
0: yeah
3: Yes. So if you're wondering how to support your local comic book shops, definitely check their Twitter and Instagram feeds. I feel like a lot of them are going to tell you if they're doing curbside pickup or mail. A lot of them are mailing out pull lists. um, But again, with Diamond not uh, delivering anymore, that's probably going to slow down, but you'll probably be able to get... um, other older comics like the ones mm-hmm. that we've chatted about today. Um, and then a lot of them are going to do things like um, I know a few of my local shops are selling memberships and gift cards just to like help them stay afloat for this little month. Yeah. So something to think about. Awesome.
0: Anything else you want to wrap up yeah. with before we uh, sign off for the day? Um,
2: I played Bleeding Edge, but this is a positive podcast, and so I won't talk about it.
0: I mean, I, I feel you should talk about that. I just well, let's, let's okay, hear Okay, so Brandon, just quickly. E3
2: 2019. Five minutes. Uh, we're, we're at the Xbox event. Yep. You know, it's it's a lot of green. A lot of people around, but not that many. It, it's a media event. There was a lot of green. A it was lot kind of, of hot outside, too, but yeah, inside, yeah. nice and air-conditioned. Um, and then we get in line for this game, Bleeding Edge. Um, and it, I remember talking in that line, and we were like, this this game looks dumb. This game looks yeah, very good. And then we played it, and it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, the characters are fun. And it's basically a 4v4 um, team-based fighting game. But instead of, like, shooting, I, I, yeah.
0: I I had problems that I couldn't... There seemed to be too much going on and everyone seemed to be doing different weird things. That yeah, that's still
2: sense. the case now that the game is out. Uh, okay. So, like I said, the characters okay, are cool. They do a lot of interesting things with um, sort of team, team-based team games. Uh, before a fight starts, you can choose from two sort of ultimate abilities. That So like one might be more geared to your play style. Like one of them was like, oh, this person gets a resurrection for seven seconds. And one was like, this one buffs people around you for like 10 seconds. So it's like, there's some give and take, interesting okay. stuff. The characters are cool. There's a there's a sort of heavy metal guy who has a guitar as a, his melee weapon, and he's just grooving the whole time. You um sort of you sort of go around on them hoverboards, and it's got a cool style, a great soundtrack. But ninety five percent of the fights I was in, and I played this game for let's say like ten to twelve hours um, since it's launched. It's right. you get into a fight. Either it's two people on your team versus one person on their team, and you just combo them to death where, like, they can't even use their game. It's like, (laughs) oh, I'm dead. And then the respawn time is 15 seconds, so you're just sitting there like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And because the respawn timer is so long, it doesn't really give your team, like, it, it, it's too much time to get your team to sort of set up because you're, you're generally going to have someone else picked yeah. off and it just sort of spirals. And it's a game I love stylistically. I love the idea of, of taking the team-based sort of shooter thing and turning it to melee combat mm. in execution. It's the most frustrating game that I've played in recent memory. And uh, yeah. Wow. But I am wearing Bleeding Edge socks right now. So yeah, it's, it's ones where it's like got like a separate toe part and they're like, cool. Also, there's oh. a character named El Bastardo okay. in the game. So,
0: yep. That there's yeah. a lot of. And it, on it is game. only
2: thirty nine ninety nine. It's available on Game Pass Ultimate. So if you are curious about it, you can and you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can check it out. But I wouldn't recommend even buying it for thirty nine dollars because there's also only um, one mode to play, and it's called fight. And then it throws you into one of two modes, either an area control or sort of a resource based one. So it's bare bones. So is this
0: is this is this try to uh, it's, it's, is it, it's it's trying to be Overwatch? It's very
2: different. I, I'm sure it'd like to be as successful as Overwatch is, but uh, it's. It's got cool characters, just like Overwatch. It's got abilities, just like Overwatch. But the actual gameplay doesn't feel good, which is different from Overwatch. So,
0: yeah. That's fair.
3: All right. All right. Well, there you go. Did you guys see the uh, Mario 35? I'm sure you did because <laughs> you're way ahead. <laughs> me. But the Mario 35 yeah, if, <laughs> news? If it's, like apparently if it's true, it's just games. like... I'm very
2: hyped. Like they could have spread these games over like three years, and then they're like, no, no. We're just going to throw them all to you. You want sunshine? You want... Mario sixty four, you want a new paper Mario game. It's the eighty-fifth birthday, the biggest birthday that anyone ever yeah. celebrates. Of course. <laughs>
3: oh, right. I <laughs> I'm like hyped, even though I still play like I still have my sixty-four and could go through it on sixty four. Right, like, Switch is, is the magical console now? where it's like, oh um, I played this game, game
2: a lot on somewhere else, but it's on Switch now and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> We're doing it.
3: <laughs> All I have is a sixty-four and a switch. So they're basically like the new version. Like one's the new version nice. and the other, like thirty years later. So yeah, so it's like perfect for me because I never learned how to play a system beyond N sixty four. So every time someone's like, "Oh, it's this really cool open world game," I'm like, <laughs> "The I'm world sorry, is I'm open." <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, "What does open world mean?" I need a list of tasks. So um, yeah, so it's very exciting for me. So I blew through the uh, Mario Galaxy, um, and so I'm very hyped nice. with the idea of new Mario That's games. True
0: we'll see is that a bit
3: fully
2: it's announced? Still, like, still nintendo hasn't right? said anything which i'm assuming it's going to be a direct they're going to be like it's a mario direct tomorrow oh, okay. 8 a.m be there
0: yeah yeah we're just like hey, 10 minutes yeah. a right now we'll <laughs>
2: get like a million people watching and stuff like that uh yeah
0: nintendo doesn't they don't care they, they can they yeah. manage I mean, no what I do
2: we've been getting have we got any game delays I know we've been getting movie delays have there been any um a lot uh, of movie movies delays, been a lot of movies, which delays. I mean, that, that makes sense because you can't. Act, uh, I mean, you, you, you yeah. yeah. Well, they could access them, but it would kill theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole separate thought. Um, but games are they okay. still?
0: But I Last okay. of Us might, like the rumor, like that's supposed mm. to be coming out in May, I believe. And right now, that huh. they haven't really confirmed that or said anything. But with Doom Eternal then the Animal Crossing launch being kind of a mess, yeah, most retailers well, there's.
2: There's no way know. that EB Games it's, is going to get away with, you know, having people in their stores again, because you you like you physically, you, you no. like, by law, can't at least no. te- here in Ontario. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. As, as one of the people who went to one of those yeah. things, um, because they wouldn't cancel my pre-order, and I got three, I, they no, I had three can- copies of Animal Crossing, <laughs> one for me, one for my girlfriend, one for my brother, and I was like, okay, can I, like, cancel this and, like, get my money back? And they're like, no, sorry, we're not doing that. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll show up to this line. Whoa. So I... Yeah. That is. (gasps) But I stayed far away. I'm not dead yet.
3: Yeah, that's nasty. And then
2: I haven't gone outside since.
3: Yeah. There you go. Okay. You're under quarantine.
0: Okay, well, let's wrap up there. Do you all want to pimp your social media accounts? Joe can't right now because he is left. Can uh, I pimp mine twice? Fifteen twenty minutes Get ago, the
2: double but the viewers. You can. Yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Why well, uh, you can follow me on the all the social medias at Alex Handziuk. The spelling, Brandon will tell you about it later. Um, H a n d z i u k, and um, yeah, that's that's about it. I'm doing writing at cgmagonline.com, um, and if you're into pharmacy writing, check out my pharmacy writing because that's very exciting and uh, a lot of crossover
0: awesome Lindsay.
3: oh uh yeah you can follow me on twitter um that's where i will post everything that i write and podcasts and things like that so that's definitely the best place to go to find all of my things um my twitter handle is smash travis it's not spelt the way you think it's s-m-a-s-h-t-r-a-v-e-s so like smash trades uh you can find me there
0: awesome and you can follow me at beat526 and anything everything. I'm did you make that
2: when you were 26? Or did you just like the number 26? No.
3: Okay.
0: Uh,
2: 2 is B6 oh, is Oh, it was one of those? Th- okay, okay.
0: I needed a number, so I'm like, F- okay. F- that's the number of the okay, thing okay. I just put before it. So that is wow. that is why. I actually made that you when I was, like, You want to learn 18. more about Brandon's life when he was they 18. Come
2: back for the next episode of <laughs> Pixels let's, and Ink. Let's not do is, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. That's, that's the name, yeah. You got it. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Awesome. Thank you all everyone and uh, tune in next week. We're going to try well, what, else we'll are we see doing? what we can do. Okay. Not much, not much. Have a good I one everyone. Re-read Ooh, bye.